Welcome back to the Bastards of Art Podcast. Good Monday morning. I am Matt Hodell, your host with Bastards of Art Podcast. And today's topic, today's topic is going to be, I don't know, maybe it's controversial. It's kind of a weird thing, you know. Some people get really angry and some people protest and some people, you know, they just dig their feet in and they don't want to see change ever. And what I'm talking about is continuous education in the career field of tattooing. Tattooing has blown wide open in the last few years. I started tattooing in 1995, and at that time, there was only 14 shops from O'Fallon, Illinois to O'Fallon, Missouri, and that covers about a 45-minute to an hour drive. Uh, Today, you could probably find the same amount of shops on two streets, and the door for who's allowed to get tattooed uh, or I'm sorry, the door for who who is able to start tattooing has um, kind of been blasted wide open. Uh, in the old days, you had a strict apprenticeship program and protocol, and there's a lot of good reasons for it. Um, a lot of the reasons were basically because tattooing is an unforgiving environment, and everything about it was kind of edgy. From where we were allowed to open up shops, who got tattooed, it was all kind of kind of dangerous, you know. In the 90s, things kind of lightened up a little bit and people started, uh, the outside people started coming into our world. At the time, we had uh, tattoo artists who were almost shaman for their for their local people. So you had the biker groups who got tattooed by their biker tattoo artists and the punk rock groups who got tattooed by their. And then the, you had the gangsters who got, had their own uh, people who tattooed them. But some, and something that happened in the 90s where all of a sudden you started seeing everything on TV and, and it just became more acceptable. Um, and, and it was still friend, you know, kind of on that French society type thing. So it was still edgy, but I mean, fast forward 25 years and it's not edgy, you know, it's not edgy at all. I mean, you got to get your eyeballs tattooed in order to be kind of like, what did you do to yourself? But for the most part, you know, Joe Blow working a nine to five or can go ahead and get his forearm tattooed and no one's going to think twice about it. That being said, not only have we let in more clients, not even calling them clients in the first place, not are more people getting tattooed that normally wouldn't have got tattooed from, you know, the 80s, 70s, 60s kind of standpoint of how tattooing was viewed. But now you have more people getting into the field of tattooing as a as a career. The problem lies in two types of things. Number one, let's take the group of the tattoo artist who has been tattooing for, you know, longer than tattooing was popular. They're watching their world change. Things are different and they're doing their best to keep everything the same. The the reason why that's such a failure and such a bad attitude to have is that generation of tattooing, and and I'm on the cusp of this. I started tattooing in uh, 95. We controlled... Two things, the equipment, because we made it ourselves and uh, the distribution was minimal. There wasn't that many companies out there and you had to you had to be a licensed tattoo artist or know someone to buy equipment. Second part was we controlled the imagery. We had flash on the walls that we approved. And when eBay came, we lost our control of equipment. And with the advent of Google search, we lost control of imagery. And so now you have people saying, I want this tattooed on me. And you're saying it's not possible and they show you a picture of someone who did it and you slowly lose kind of control of what is possible. But the amazing part was those people 
who didn't apprentice officially or those people who came into tattooing without such a rigid sense of what could and couldn't be done, they kind of broke open the art aspect of tattooing and brought in a whole new kind of world of what was possible. And it's beautiful and it's awesome. And there's, you know, and I, I'm sure that that scares the older tattoo artist. Why would you be tattooing for 20 years and think I need to learn something new? It just doesn't really, I don't know, you know, maybe they learn, I don't know, maybe they want to, who knows. But there's always been pushback from the older generation. Okay, so here's where it's controversial. A lot of people who got into tattooing in, say, 2000s, 2010, they got in through blurred lines. Because the people that they probably should have gotten apprenticed under weren't, you know, apprenticing a lot of people, right? So the people who just needed busybodies in their shop, maybe less than par, less than stellar, less than knowledgeable artists, were basically making apprentice factories and letting anybody who had an interest in tattooing in the door. And the, what, what the tension of this situation is, is there's a blurred line between, you know, the right and wrong way to get in the industry. And, and the, you have to give credit to why there should be a right and wrong way. And the reason is because an apprenticeship washes out the artist who just doesn't have what it takes to make it in tattooing. And the problem goes back to it's an, it's a unforgiving field where your mistakes and your learning affects the lives of those you tattoo. So if you cover someone in some horrible, horrible stuff, that person's screwed. I mean, they got to look up every day at this horrible big tattoo you did on them. And that has a huge impact on their life. And emphasizing what it means to be a tattoo artist, that part kind of gets lost a little bit. So does art, the quality of what you're doing versus who you're doing it on, you know that it could be the most beautiful tattoo in the world, but if it's not what the person wanted or needed at the time, then it's not successful. And, and I think a good apprenticeship would have taught people that. So now what you have is you have people who tattoo for four and five years who just can't figure out how to make tattooing as a career work for them. So they quit. And sometimes they quit with a wake of horrible tattoos behind them. Where an apprenticeship, you would have hopefully washed those people out before they had a chance to screw someone's life up. And on the same time, you have an older generation who is holding back what they think is all the knowledge of the world and they don't want anyone else to know. You know, there's kind of that feeling of no one else should know what we're doing because then everyone will tattoo. Well, you know, everyone is tattooing and as much as I appreciate you know, an older generation. And I don't know if I'm considered older generation or not. I'm again, I'm probably on the cusp of that too. I'm only 45. Um, the void that needs to be filled is, is, is taking a, a page from other industries. And that is a continuous education is setting up programs that would help these tattooists who maybe didn't get everything that they, that they needed in their apprenticeship. Maybe they've reached a point in their career 
where they're ready to bridge the gap between the first and second stage of a career into the third and fourth stage of a career. And that, that can, that, you know, that takes some help and some guidance and having programs set up where you, you know, can help people bridge the gap. Not only here's the thing, it doesn't just help the individual. It doesn't just help their clients, but it, it helps the industry in general. Because when you have continuous education, you also uh, help instill industry standards. You raise the bar up. You know, education can help the industry waver through changes. And that's what's happening right now is so many changes are happening. And these two and three different kind of mindsets of, of what should be going on, they're not all on the same page. And so basically tattooing as a, as a whole is always kind of been one of those people who not everyone agrees and so nothing gets done type things uh, it's sad it sucks it's you know it would be cooler if you know we had a a little you know this is a career move if we had just a little bit more unity in some of our of our thoughts and our processes and our education i think that we would have a much stronger lifestyle and and wh why do i think it's not strong well let's let's take a page out of the book of retirement you know most tattoo artists don't retire. They just die. And a lot of them die broke. And most of them that reach the age of 50, 55, 60, their retirement fund is a lot of times is a GoFundMe, you know? And we're talking about some of these people are, you know, they own shops for 30 years and didn't put a single dollar away. There was no education on how to handle your finances. There was no education on how to you know, be responsible in the later stages of your career. The only thing that's ever taught to these people is produce, 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 go, 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 keep your mouth shut, put your nose to the grindstone, work, work, work. Education can bring people out of that and basically help them understand that there is a way to instill value and at the same time work more efficiently. And that's something that's really missing in tattooing. You know, the, I, I, sometimes it feels like people are protecting how to tattoo, which, okay, whatever. You know, everyone's already tattooing anyway. But nobody sees further education as a way to bring up the playing field where, you know, maybe you might want to retire in 20 and 25 years and still tattoo for fun where you don't actually have to tattoo. You can kind of, you know, pick and choose what you want to do. The other part about, you know, education is as an individual, the more education you get, the more you improve your, your image, the more you improve your marketability, the, the, the more polished you become as a business person. Um, this is something that is, that is really rooted in tattooing is being a businessman is not popular. Understanding how finances work, how understanding how marketing works, um, those aren't, you know, you ask a tattoo artist nowadays, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to get better. Oh, how are you doing that? Oh, I'm painting flash. Okay. You know, that's arts and crafts time. There is a good point of, of tattooing when your first few years. Sure. Go ahead, paint flash because it's going to understand how solid design works. But you've been tattooing for five and six years. You want to get better? Start understanding how the churn of your clientele works. In a nutshell... If you have 10 clients getting tattooed by you and two of them aren't coming back, 
then that's a negative two. But if you gain four new clients that month, then you have four new clients minus two that went away. You have a positive churn of two, right? So understanding some of those concepts and ideas, that's part of uh, increasing your personal development. And, you know, I think, I think you can have stages of tattooing where you have the initial stage of apprenticing. How do you do it? What do I need to respect? What do I need to understand? How should I carry myself? You know, don't flirt with the ladies. Don't be inappropriate. Don't be an asshole. Um, respect these people and they'll be your clients for life, right? Some of those basic concepts that a younger person might not own yet might, you know, might be developed in a, in a uh, apprenticeship. But then, you know, your first and second years, your first year is basically trying to, you know, first stage basically is, is understanding what it is you're doing and how the tools work and, you know, just kind of understanding the lingo and getting your, getting comfortable tattooing. Your second stage in, in any career is going to be getting acceptance, getting acceptance from your peers. And once you kind of have that, and you, you really got the ball rolling. So maybe somewhere between the fourth and seventh or eighth year, you know, somewhere around there, hopefully it's around the fifth year, you you get a, a chance to kind of look up and say, where, what direction do I want to go now? You know, how do I want to end my career? And this is your choice and, and you can choose whatever you want. But for those who choose that they want to continue to, to make tattooing more exciting and they want to continue to learn and they want to continue to develop, that's where you have to go, okay, I need to, I need to understand now I need to get into the third stage of my career so that the third and fourth stages of my career are still exciting and fun. If you don't want to do all that, you can just work at a shop. They can take 50% of your money. You can be surprised at what does or does not come in the door. And fine, go do that and basically show up, go home, and treat this as any other uh, any other you know bullshit job. But if you're wanting to keep things exciting and you want to keep doing this for a long time and you want to understand like maybe your pursuit is doing large work, if you work in a shop that says, you know, we do, you know, street shop stuff with an occasional large work, how do you bridge the gap to large work? This is a great opportunity to have some type of continuous education to help people understand how scheduling works, how time management works, how the difference between billable hours versus volume, you know, volume being I did 50 tattoos today where billable hours is I was able to charge, you know, um, an appointment basis x amount of dollars an hour so you, you you rate your week different you rate your quarterlies different based on billable hours versus on on volume getting into these concepts understanding how to make that jump you know the shop i own it's called ragtime tattoo that the hardest thing i've seen people transition into is some of these ideas of the street shop that they've hold near and dear some of these traditions they've hold near and dear they don't work in the long term, you know, they, they, they still are so rooted in this idea of like, I don't know, like some of them are like a tattoo shop needs to be on a high visible location and there can't be another tattoo shop in 20 miles and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I guess so. If, you know, if you, if you don't really have a product that's unique and you don't really have a clientele that's yours, I mean, if you're if you've developed some of these skills and again no one's really helping people develop some of these skills a lot of it's just a scary world where if you get lucky you've got a mentor that helps you kind of through some of this but you know if if you're if you're 
building a clientele, then the chances are that you've got a, a positive churn. You've got more people getting tattooed by you than, than not coming back again. You know, if you're, if you're in a street shop and you're doing like wham, bam, thank you, man stuff, you might tattoo someone five times. The average tattoo is a hundred bucks a piece. So you get 500 bucks out of somebody. Well, here's a concept. What if you actually did larger tattoos and it was a whole arm and now you're talking a couple grand out of, out of each arm. That's a lot more penetration and retention than the, you know, fast talking to slow thinkers atmosphere of a street shop. So how do you get to that, that kind of more reliable schedule? Um, and, and again, continuous education can talk about all that. And that's just the business side. The other side is, and this is where, you know, geez, even I would love this. Like there's new things coming out, you know, the over a decade rotaries came out and that was really new to a lot of people that had been using coil machines. I mean, it was almost controversial to the point where people were so loyal to the coil that they, they even refused to try to learn how to implement a rotary into their workflow. That's a perfect example of if the builders of the rotary machines, of these really good rotary machines, had some type of education that went along with their product, I guarantee A, they'd sell more, and B, as an industry, if people understood how to how to how this all worked and how it worked for them, tattooing in general would, would get better. I mean, even inks to this point, the average tattoo artist doesn't even understand how ink works, you know, because it's just been given to them. And it would help the industry out as a whole to try to understand, not just because famous tattoo artists A, B, and C use these inks, but what is happening and why this ink is good and when it is good. I mean, obviously skin from Florida and skin from Miami, or I'm sorry, Minnesota, two different types of skin, you're going to have two different types of ink that are going to help um, with, with each situation, a thinner one or a thicker one, which one should I use? Should I use, you know, should I, you know, should I distill this one more? What, what should I do with any of this? And so a continuous education, an apprenticeship is going to get you up and rolling and it's going to get you to the point where, let's face it, an apprenticeship is made not to make sure you're a good person, Apprenticeship is made so you make money for the shop. Fucking hands down. Don't fucking lie to me, all right? An apprenticeship is there so not so you can carry the legacy of whoever taught you. 99% of the apprentice, I mean, unless we're talking about Japan or something, you know, when you get tattooed under, you know, like Horiyoshi or something where there's such an honor to it. But the average apprenticeship in America is this is how much you need to know. This is the timeline of getting your ass on the floor. Now, I want to see a return on my time I've spent on you. So hurry up, get your little ass out there, and make me some fucking money. And now we are flooded with a shit ton of fucking people who were only trained enough to make the shop fucking money. So what I'm saying here is, I don't know if the answer is tattoo school for continuous education that has a program that is geared towards people who are already in the industry. I'm not talking about apprenticeship program necessarily, but I'm talking about, you know, a, something where like you come out and you learn some more of these advanced concepts of how to be a better person, how to be a better businessman, how to be a better artist. And there's nothing bad that's going to come out of that. So this is kind of my, my talk for the day. I kind of, I kind of broke off. I, I know other industries do this. Look, there's, 
any professional industry, and I know we like, we're professional tattoo artists. Says who? Says the $100 you gave the state to get a fucking license? That doesn't make you a professional. How you handle yourself in the long run makes you a professional. How you handle awkward situations, that makes you a professional. You know, just walking around saying, oh, I'm a professional. I mean, it's, get the fuck out of here. What I'm trying to say here is, you look at other fields, and you look at benchmarks that they have, they have, they have risen to. You know, if you want to go get your teeth pulled, you don't want to know that the guy learned one basic concept of teeth cleaning in 1972 and has been bullshitting his way for the last, you know, 45 years ever since. You want to know that he's up to date with the newest hygiene. He's up to date with the newest um, techniques, the most painless techniques, you know. You don't want to go to the guy that's a joker. And, and that's my point is, to me... Getting an apprenticeship, you know, 25 years ago and then just writing out the information that you got from that apprenticeship and put your life on repeat over and over again. You're not really becoming the best version of who you should be and having the ability to to have a place where you can bring up the bar, raise the bar, bring up your level, improve yourself, improve the industry. I think that's kind of where it's at. So this, this podcast actually went a, a little bit longer than I intended it to. It just, it's just something I think about all the time. And I just, I just want people again, to be the best versions of themselves. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So, you know, it, I, until we have some type of continuous education, stop looking at tattooing as the answer for how you're going to retire for how you're going to, um, have money in the bank for how you're going to live a, a smooth life at the at the later stages of your career. Start looking at other careers. Go out and get a mentor. Go out and spend some money on a life coach, on a business coach. Go out and and if you're wanting more out of this, then then go and get it because right now tattooing has doesn't have shit to offer you except for a couple of conventions here and there and a couple people telling you how their favorite way of drawing fucking letters are. So yeah, overall, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bitter son of a bitch when it comes to topics like this. My name is Matt Hodell. This is the Bastards of Art Podcast. You can find us at SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, whatever your favorite way to listen to podcasts are. Do me a favor. Go ahead and sign on to iTunes and give me some feedback. Help my reviews so more people can hear this. Uh, I just want everyone to be the best version of themselves, and I hope everyone has